Hi, this is Carrie Life Art and you are listening to podcast Body is a Temple in this episode. These songs that created open universes literally for me because that's what they do, right? You become the music and you the words and where they take you is just it just opened new worlds for me to live inside my own consciousness and I was so shocked by this m music and at the end of the ceremony we talked and he told me his story he's like yeah I was a musician you know like a rock and roll band musician and he started to do cacao ceremonies every I don't remember two or three weeks and then later on with his partner and I went to try one of them and I realized wow this is a beautiful place to come and sing and do and drink this which I did I think at the beginning I didn't even understand this was actually chocolate you know like I how disconnected we are that we love chocolate but we don't know in many places where we're starting to know that this is made of cacao and cacao is a seed and it's a fruit and all, all this thing that is a whole journey itself Hi, this is Carrie Life Art and you are listening to Body is a Temple, podcast that will motivate and inspire you to live longer and look younger. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome to Body is a Temple podcast. Today we're going to talk about cacao and frequencies. But before we're going to jump into the episode, I'm just going to mention that Uh, we are in Guatemala, in San Marcos, by the lake, and uh, there will be also recorded version of this podcast, so you can um, check the link in the bio to find it. And uh, thank you so much for tuning to another episode. And at the very beginning, I just want to ask for your support, which is just leaving a comment, leaving a review, reaching me or even Ricardo, my guest today, to, on the social media, and just share what you've uh, learned through this uh, journey that we're going to take you through. Uh, what did you like? What did you don't like? Did you discover anything new? And also share this with your friends and family. That's the, the biggest support that you can give to my podcast. If you want to support me even more, there are a couple of ways. Uh, I am on the platform Buy Me Coffee, so you can buy me coffee. Um, you can uh, support me through the PayPal. You can also support me through purchasing some of my uh, health courses about how to make a split or how to fix your lower back pain which are based on the scientific stretching that teach you to build a relationship with your body. So it's not only an exercise, it's a true spiritual practice through stretching, through exercises. And a couple of brands that I am working with, my favorite uh, algae brand, uh, the Energy Beat, um, which uh, is spirulina and chlorella, a, my biohack for traveling with uh, nutrition. Uh, episode number 15 of Body as the Temple is an interview with Katrin, uh, the founder of Energy Beats. If you want to dig more why this is the best algae brand, in my opinion. And then also uh, for Sigmatic, that um, I am a co coffee drinker, uh, also cacao drinker, but the coffee uh, was always the first. Uh, so they make coffee with mushrooms which make it even uh, better than the normal coffee and supports your brain and supports your health and then they have also uh, many of uh, vegan and organic friendly 
uh, supplements. So you can find all the links uh, in the show notes of the episodes to the partners. And now we're gonna start our conversation today about the cacao frequency with Ricardo that I met here in San Marcos uh, by going to one of his ceremonies. That was amazing. So mm. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, at the beginning, I always ask you to um, tell to the listeners who are you, where were you born, what have you been doing growing up, what have you been studying, learning, and what happened in your life that took you to this place of being of leading the uh, sound healing and cacao ceremonies. <laughs> wow, that sounds like my life story. Beautiful. Um, hi, everybody listening. Thank you very much for this opportunity. I hope that whatever I can be inspired to say today and just to be a channel for for inspiration for whatever in my journey has um, helped me that maybe could be something that would be helpful for you too. Um, beautiful to say right now we're standing right here in front of the Lake Atitlan in San Marcos and the funny beautiful coincidences and magic that show, life shows you because I, I arrived to this lake three years ago exactly to the same spot that we're talking right now today. Mm, small so world. Small <laughs> world. For you to ask me about this process and it, it's such a beautiful exercise of remembering really how all these three years since I arrived to San Marcos have changed so much my life. Um, but I'll come back to the beginning as you say I'm from Mexico. My name is Ricardo Mones Valverde I'm from Mexico. I was born in Mexico Quintana City? Roo. Ah, Quintana Roo. In, Quin yeah. in Cancun, actually. Cancun. Uh, but at a time, that there was nothing in Cancun. No? <laughs> I think my parents were in a, in a journey. Um, they went for their honeymoon, and, and they fell in love with Cancun, of course. There was nothing there, so I was born there. Uh, but I was raised until I was 11 in Merida, a little town in Yucatan. Uh, uh, as place surrounded by Mayan energy and a lot of cacao without really knowing since and then we moved to Mexico City when I was 11 I lived there for about 20 years I did most of my life there I'm the oldest of four brothers uh, so we grew in a very masculine traditional Mexican family um, can you Catholic. describe a little bit what do you mean by that <laughs> um, well, you can imagine like four four boys as kids with only five years of difference from me to the youngest. It was a constant, uh, intense, very masculine energy, just a lot of aggression, a lot of anger, like there was not much communication. Uh, my dad was always just like very like discipline and trying to be the things like by the book the way he wanted to you know in a way like you this is the path to become like successful in life and money like everything was very kind of just like set into where you need to go and uh do you feel it's um common in mexican families or is it like around the world where we have this strong masculine energy no i mean it's a, i think it's a world thing mm -hmm. uh definitely just like the way we operate as a society but definitely i feel i can see just some additions to to it in in living in in places like mexico where the macho uh 
and you know like mm. can be a stereotype, thing. A stereotype yeah. can be a thing <laughs> even if it's not something that i think think it was something in my family i at the end i mean by masculine not this having to be the masculine figure that provides that works their ass all the uh, for these and there has to be a place in society you know like and yeah this happens all over the world uh but for me yeah anyway i i was the oldest of these four brothers so I, I was also like having to be the example for them uh, and many things that I then later on in my life to live with like, and just like let go but yeah all, all this masculine thing I feel it kind of repressed a lot of my feminine of course and my sensitivity you know my capacity of expression and connecting and vulnerability you know and really allowing myself to actually feel so i never felt right in these cities but i always had to do and i did that life that i was supposed to do and i always wanted to study music but of course i wasn't supported by my my my, my dad he was just like always with this idea of music you're gonna die of hunger no like <laughs> and everyone will go out It'll like be homeless <laughs> homeless yeah basically no and yeah we'll go out and remember restaurants and you'll see like somebody playing in the street and be like see like instead of whatever but that was the stereotype that kind of was built somehow in into my uh, and maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but at the end it was, I didn't feel that support, that there wasn't that belief that through music I could have make it. So I bought that for myself and I ended up studying marketing and I was kicked out of school when I was in high school. I was always very rebellious. I'm an Aquarius. I'm all about changing you know, things. And so I was the oldest and I didn't understand why I was studying in school like and it didn't make sense and Catholicism I was questioning all of it and it was just like not and without really understanding what I was doing because I didn't have a choice it was just the rebellious energy lost like and trying to create chaos <laughs> misunderstood because there wasn't the music there or anything to actually use it as a channel to to create I had a band for many 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 years where I sing all my life but it was more like it, it kept me alive that was what music was in my life and it was there but then I didn't study that I studied marketing uh, because I convinced myself that, yeah I needed to do this so I punished myself and I basically stopped singing for about four or five years while I was studying college it was like an unconscious punishment where I it was painful just to realize that my dream that was just like sing really uh, and study music or whatever that meant or I didn't understand I, I, I didn't have the courage to actually go for it and so unconsciously it was like not singing shutting it down actually yeah fully mm. um, and uh, and then when when I finished the, the like college and I was already into marketing I got a job you were talking about coffee um, so when I got kicked out of high school they were opening like the first Starbucks in Mexico uh, mm. in the corner of my house which is super weird and I didn't know, even know what was that and I ended up starting working there as a barista for for many years correct? I worked for the company for 10 years I was mm. barista for a year then I was I became a manager very young when I was 19 for a store and then I I started to study marketing while I was uh, doing being the manager of a store for four years and then when I finally got graduated from from 
my studies, an opening in the corporation of Starbucks opened, so I did marketing for them for about four years, something like that. Uh, nice, incredible journey, a different life, which for many, many years I kind of resisted uh, in my story, and it's been beautiful now to see how it plays a game so beautifully. We, now that cacao is in my life, and now that I can... Uh, uh, understand this beautiful medicine in a different way and we'll get there to that seed mm -hmm. but no that story of having like a relationship with with the power of just a seed that represents life and creation and, and coffee has that no and then behind the journey of Starbucks there's this big beautiful dream that got manifested through Howard shoots uh, which at the moment I didn't understand at all I was just I needed to work and it was cool to work at the at this brand and I did it for many years and I thought that was going to be my life forever because that's the only thing that I knew and I had achieved somehow whatever my dad always told me to do I was important and I was no like I uh, lived in the place best place in Mexico and all of this but I was feeling starting to feel empty you know I have done like all these things I became addicted to run and exercise and to find just ways of expressing uh, the all this energy contained but it didn't happen until I got fired <laughs> when I was 29 uh, so 10 years after and one day yeah life had to move me and thank God like I kind of listened because they one day they decided to short like all the stuff and they and they they fired me and I went traveling and that's when I started to find this journey of exploration that I started to meet different people who live in different ways and started to connect back again with music and nature and right after that it was right when the first time i worked with medicine plants uh and i think it was a moment of a big awakening at my 29 where i realized by this moment where everything changed suddenly like all the security or this illusory security that we think life is you know having the nice work having the money having the apartments having everything suddenly was boom, disappear. Like kind of what is that's happening for many people now with COVID, no? It's putting you into that comfortable space where breaking all your patterns. And I was like, wow, what am I going to do now in my life? And this travel, like opened me to this awakening to understand and try to observe much more like um, my own process and my own connection with spirit. And and naturally, all the tools started to, to arrive. And one of them was ayahuasca. Okay, we're going to talk about this one, but I want to ask, in, uh, uh, since we talk, we are in this part of the conversation, because many people have this awakening during some traumatic event, like you lost your job and you said like all this world that you were building that you thought it's ex what life should be. Or for some people, maybe loss for some family member mm -hmm. or a child. But do you think, do we always need this kind of like really you know, punch from the life to start finally, you know, living the life we want or we can design this awakening in another way. Or maybe the plant medicine is the answer. <laughs> um, I feel we definitely don't need the, like life now can be sweet. I feel we're, we don't have to work, but um Unfortunately, I feel we live in a society that we're so disconnected that sometimes that sensation that having that those messages that life brings us feel like very intense and 
yeah and because we're just so far away from the, what we should be living which is my case but on this path I've seen so many people that haven't gone through that or haven't needed to go through that or haven't even needed to do plant medicine because so what there's this <laughs> so that well, it's surprising, right? You see people, 19-year-olds here, which is such a deep understanding about, like, it's just souls that are coming way more open already. And, like, which I, this is the beauty I feel about vibration. Like, we understand all this evolution um, in terms of a linear way that we think on and, and the process are the things that we need to learn and pass on or things or experiences that need to happen to us to actually, like, awake ourselves and go into a... a higher frequency vibration but i feel in the collective this is what we're doing with vibration that process translates on how like what's our sound what how are we vibrating without the limitation of the words and that gets like a spread and like almost like a like a virus definitely and i feel that that's how we pass the knowledge no like not through the words you can talk about a book that you've read so many times without understanding what you're saying and it doesn't mean anything but then you talk from wisdom you have experienced that and people get that so I feel that's the power of sound the power of the voice is not it's not the limitation of the symbolism that we put in in that but just that sound and that frequency and this is I, I I feel we can help each other not to need all these like very intense process in our lives of sickness or everything to jump into understanding that we could we can create our life as we fully want no yes beautiful totally agree with that that's why i do the podcast because i want to you know spread this word from the bottom of the heart of many people to touch someone other's heart and yeah. like make this idea after listening oh maybe i could like start doing this i forgot about this that i was doing this as a child yeah. and i actually this is what brings me the most joy and fun yeah. in life and why not to start this and not thinking also about you know i'm too old or whatever i don't have time i have family just start doing this yeah. you know and there's there's never too late for anything for <laughs> anything i was thinking yesterday coming back home like how many times we, we heard like you cannot have every and or be every anything in life and i'm like we can like this time for doing a lot of stuff like it's incredible like uh, you can be good at like and get yourself into exploring i have a friend that says like get onto all the games like they're all experiences uh, try and try and this is what i feel cacao gives the openness of creativity and allowing yourself to explore different areas of yourself of art and career and creation and this is why i share this medicine mm -hmm. um and I feel it's been the way just of exploring, opening my voice and sound and the spaces for people to come and experiment that for themselves. For me, it was in, a, in, in, a, in an ayahuasca ceremony that for the first time I was able to sing without the mind there. Uh, and then my voice was naturally now finally coming beautiful, let's say. And I was realizing I wasn't doing anything different. It was just allowing to, it to happen uh, and I realized like this has always been there, uh, right? Like I always sing like this, but I hadn't remembered because last time I did that was probably when I was five, six years old, when I was singing in church in a choir and just having the sensation of singing without having to attach all these ideas of what it means and if I need to earn money about it or become famous or this or that, but just as a natural process that we have as expression. And when that happens, then the body really relaxes and, and the throat chakras relaxes and then the vibration can actually come out from that space of intention. And then as, 
it was this moment for me there in ayahuasca that I realized the power of sound and the power of my sound, the power of helping people found their sound by stepping out of their minds. And I see how plant medicine can be a way, but it can be a way to 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 orient people like me or some others, but because it's not necessary that we all do like plant medicine, I feel. It's spreading this love that is spread through that. And cacao for me is that instead of like going to an ayahuasca ceremony can be too much, but sitting with cacao, we were joking before right now with somebody else. Yeah, like, can, can you tell the story? Because you, you said the, the story when we met first time, but just to the listener, like how did you kind of translate from uh, being uh, making like doing the ayahuasca ceremonies to the cacao ceremonies? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the muse, the the musician that was playing in my ayahuasca ceremony, my first ayahuasca ceremony, his name is Ivan Donaldson. I'm pretty sure a lot of people. Maybe well maybe it's much his podcasts are in Spanish but you can find a lot of him in in, in his music in YouTube and Spotify Ivan Donaldson. Um, anyway, he was playing the ayahuasca ceremony and these songs that created open universes literally for me because I, well, that's what they do right you become the music and you the words and where they take you it's just it, it just opened new worlds for me to live inside my own consciousness and I was so shocked by this m music and at the end of the ceremony we talked and he told me his story he's like yeah I was a musician you know like a rock and roll band musician and he started to do cacao ceremonies every I don't remember two or three weeks and then later on with his partner and I went to try one of them and I realized wow this is a beautiful place to come and sing and do and drink this which I did I think at the beginning I didn't even understand this was actually chocolate you know like I how disconnected we are that we love chocolate but we don't know in many places where we're starting to know that this is made of cacao and cacao is a seed and it's a fruit and all, all this thing that is a whole journey itself um but I found the power of the medicine of cacao and the simplicity of the how it works with the heart in a very beautiful, soft, gentle, vulnerable way. And it opens a space to work with a voice. And they connected me to this. And find, slowly I felt in love and guided by, by the smell, the taste, and the spirit of the cacao. It's just been a journey of nine years of... Uh, basically, it shows up in my life and... and and now I intentionally, of course, like drink it almost every day, like I used to do with coffee, but with intention, always make it a less sacred um, drink, understanding that it has a very deep, unique power and it had a it has a mystic behind it. You know, there's this so much stories about our ancient traditions and Aztecs and Mayas and even Incas and all over like they would use this cacao such a big value for themselves uh, yes can you tell a little bit more what did you learn uh, through your journey about different cacao ceremonies that you've been part of and also a history of the cacao itself wow I've learned so much because the cosmology of the, and then what you see in cacao is so different from Guatemala and you, what you see from Mexico and the way we use it in so many ways. What I found it very beautifully is that connected cacao here in Atitlan and cacao started to spread from here from this person that some, some people call Keith Cacao and it is said that he channeled like this understanding cacao started to spread and share it. 
and so many people started to share cacao with their own understanding of it so it's a very new story of the way we express or share cacao as in a traditional ceremonial way but just giving that sacred space but it comes down back to in terms of the Aztecs and the Mayans uh, you can find very little information like in the Populu which is the sacred book of the Mayans you can find a little bit of information of the tree of cacao ish cacao and the spirit of this feminine woman which was the tree but it's not much so I, what I found is a lot of what you keep learning is through the ceremonies of people who have been uh, experiencing and passing like the Toltec wisdom and what you hear is the stories of how cacao, well, we do know by history that it was used as a coin because of the value of it was big. But one of the things I said is that cacao was brought from Sirio from, through Quetzalcoatl, which was, was like the, one of the sacred gods of the Aztecs, the serpent feather uh, representation of this divine uh, and terrain-like balance. And cacao was brought to the humans through Quetzalcoatl as a tool of wisdom. Like if a teacher will bring a book or or in any other traditions, they will leave the scripts. Like cacao contains that amount of wisdom in its experience by itself. Um, and this is like why one of the best or the beginning of understandings that I have about this powerful seed and how it's been like for many years just hiding at uh, first view because we've been eating it every time mm. everywhere in every chocolate it's still there mm -hmm. it's active like the medicine is doing its, its work sometimes people ask me like oh like uh, do you think like or I hear judgments about how cacao is being shared this way and the other and it's like we're very we're very limited minds to believe that we are actually limiting them the work of the medicine the medicine is there and it's finding its ways through us and that's how I feel it's happening through me like it, cacao sings through me it gets me going it gives me the energy to want to put another ceremony and to sing more and you know it's just like it is working itself through me so putting any judgment of if I or somebody else is doing the right way or following the traditions it's very hard to to say because I feel that's the beauty of this plant it's, we're in a new era new world creativity new expression we all need to open our voices we're not being heard we need to change which we need to change from within first from uh, with our own available medicines and these are like you have it already I'm just trying to make people realize like change your your packed chocolate to start kumulging with Sorry guys Marcos. for shooting, but it's a normal stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to start drinking like your everyday cacao and start feeling it and start finding your own experience with it. Why this is these people, these Aztecs and these people will understand this as sacred, as a connection of God. At what what did they know? Where well, we're starting to get to know right now with labs, no? We're making so many studies on cacao and we can find so many properties. It's now one of the or the number one food superfood in the world the amount of like antioxidants and it's just like we understanding as these no definitions that comes in the lab but in that time they understanding as magic like just drink this and it makes so much more in my spirit it makes me feel well we feed the the, the warriors before and after the war through cacao like so many stuff that is like oh how much we don't know and we're starting to realize so yeah i want to ask to describe actually the cacao we're talking about because like for me like growing up in Europe the cacao was very 
uh, process thing that was mm. available, you know. And and when when I was when I came here and I saw this cacao ceremony, I thought like I don't want to drink this uh, this you know milk with sugar, uh, horrible stuff. Mm. But then I discovered that actually here I can find the pure cacao just with spices, and this is totally different experience. And all these minerals and vitamins are absorbed like different. And this is the this tingling that I was talking about that <laughs> I'm experiencing uh, in cacao ceremony because I, I can feel that this is, you know, 100% pure cacao. It's and it's alive, yes. And it's not mixed with anything other than, you know, water and maybe some spices that are put it during the preparation and some honey, let's say, or whatever. But it's not so processed that I'm remembering from my childhood. Yeah. So can you, like, describe, like, the, the proper ceremonial cacao? Like, what is it made of? Is it, like, cacao plus water? What kind of spices and what is possible to add? And what we should avoid adding, actually, mm. by with making this, uh, this drink? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, for me also was like, I didn't know cacao. And in Mexico, you will drink it also in this tablet, but it will come with a lot of sugar. And it is traditionally that you drink it like with some uh, traditional days in Mexico. But it wasn't until I got here that I actually got to try it from the ladies in Guatemala and the way they cook it. Really like this. And I felt it, as you say, like that. It was just so clear. Uh, I mean, I've tried it also like in Mexico with its other ceremonies, but it wasn't prepared as this. Uh, yeah, I found like here is totally different yeah. than in Mexico too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel what I have found is just like it's very hard to to say. Okay, this is a ceremonial cacao because this is and this and that. For me, I understand and the, the medicine that I use when I find a ceremonial cacao is something that is coming from a very kind of pure space. You know, like the local people are m making it. They're really, this is this connection with love and passion with the cacao and just tradition and life. And then they don't fully need to, are probably very spiritual in their own, like our own understanding of a spirituality. But the way they, they relate to this fruit and the way they grow the cacao and the story that they have with it is so beautiful and pure that that's how when I when I say like this is like the medicines that I found that I've worked with. It's just a beautiful, like in Mexico, we have a beautiful cacao we're starting to ship to, to different places also if people are interested in this we call it cacaocito maya and it comes from this beautiful couple that produce it um in, a, in such a like genuine and or it is, it is organic from the since, since it's planted like the whole process of the cacao comes from a tree that is very abundant because it gives like uh, branches and fruits from the bottom of the tree is incredible and it grows in this big like uh, beans big yeah like pots of which is the fruit which is actually hard on the outside and you can go to google and find like very easily like just any there's a lot of like TED talks on this open the cacao and there's fruit in there and then the fruit inside has the seeds and then those seeds get roasted um or dry first and then once that happens you can peel them and then a lot of these places they peel them one by one they peel one one seed by 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 hand is incredible. Mm. It's just the amount of work that is behind some of these producers is so beautiful, um, which is something that doesn't happen really much more in the way. Like a lot of the cacao that has been produced over the past years 
uh, has been is used for big companies and is shipped to Europe and to be processed and all of this. So it's hard to actually get very good real cacao. Some of these communities only produce the ones that I buy. They basically here in Guatemala they basically produce produce what when when you ask them what you need. They're not constantly producing. It's very artisanal, and I found those are like ceremonial cacao. Those cacao, but I but again, then you can put like ceremony to the intention of it you can have your own cacao whatever you have available for you is the purest that you can get but bringing the intention and working the intention of understanding okay this is a powerful seed at any level even my Hershey's when I'm gonna have it like still the spirit of the cacao is in there uh, but try to like, but, but when you start to change it to this more pure alive spirit and you find it there and you put your intention in there it becomes as by itself a ceremonial like sacred beverage that awakens something different in our own like body and consciousness and and you know like how we're receiving with respect and openness this wisdom that is coming in through us not maybe through our eyes and through our, like the way we read but through our whole system and and it really awakens clarity and and creativity and this capacity of being able to feel with the harvest feeling like safe no, without that fear falling and of allowing yourself to feel sometimes emotions that cannot be so nice. So I'm all over the place, but um, but at the end, this is where I feel the sacredness of cacao really takes you to. Uh, but can we talk a, b a little bit about the spices that to put in? Okay, in <laughs> myself changes a lot from kitchen to kitchen because I travel a lot and then wherever I am mm -hmm. I see that there's people that are doing it a different way. I normally of what I've gained from all of these different travels what I like to put on mine normally is uh, is I make a tea and I have a video on my Instagram Ricardo under slash Mones I have a lot of information there also and but it is a like step-by-step -step video where I, I like to make it when it's when it's for a big ceremony I like to make a tea where I put normally ginger clove uh, very little clove, very little uh, pepper. In puff uh, there? In puff there? I try to always try to put it whole. Okay, yeah. That's but some kitchens I can tea. only find mm -hmm. like the, the powder. So, mm -hmm. But I like to have like the, the whole cinnamon piece, you know, the whole ginger in there. Like when but I'm in Do you boil the water with it? And all cacao? of it. No. Mm -hmm. Without cacao. Without cacao. Ah, okay. So this, first the first step is the tea. Ah. You never boil cacao. You asked yeah. me for one of the things you do, do like you don't, you never boil cacao because once cacao passes like a certain temperature uh, and then the boiling temperature, it, it kind of takes all the oils out and it gets just like dry. So the mm -hmm. consistency of it becomes like, it separates the oils from, from the actual like, uh, yeah, like on the product of the cacao, let's say let's, the seed. So when you keep it before that, it stays creamy, it stays oily. So you never boil cacao. That's why you boil the tea on the side, and you can really add whatever you want to the tea. Like when I was in Peru, I put like uh, coca leaves, and if I'm in Mexico, I very often add a chile, a chile habanero in there which you can let it boil and i recently discovered through some friends that you don't get the spiciness of a chili you just get like the the flavor and the and the properties of a chili that opens like the cardiovascular body so it allows the cacao to run deeply and more faster into your into your 
whole system. So, so you boil boil the spices in the water. In the, the water. But then the water is boiling with the spices. Or yeah, it's also and I let it boil for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I add there a also while like, is like half an hour. Uh, yeah, for mm-hmm. a ceremony, yes, I think for that. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing it for myself, I, g- I tend to be more practical. Mm-hmm. No, but for a whole ceremony, I feel this is the way just to get the best of it. Um, then I, I add normally I, I sweeten it with piloncillo or panela. It's called in in some places in Mexico, which is basically a sugar cane. If you, you cannot get that, maybe just brown sugar is probably the closest. I like to add honey sometimes also, but just do, like trying to look for any not refined sugar too. If you're gonna sweeten it up, and also try to start like educating your paladar to see like the less sugar you put, the more you can uh, like taste the flavor of the liveness of the cacao. So I like to be very gentle with the sugar and just there enough that it's just still a pleasurable uh, drink, but you still have the bitterness of the cacao because the seed is actually bitter, Mm -hmm. no? So use the flavors like as a chef we do it to put the cacao on top of it like on a do temple do you add also some oils like coconut oil or ghee normally butter? no okay because mm-hmm. i feel they normally take most like they the, the flavor can overtake okay uh and so i like to be the as raw as purest as i can so this is uh, like sugar and, and then the cacao like the blocks of cacao which normally come when if you can get the block of cacao cacao which is already the cacao grinded uh, which is the the easiest thing you cut it like thin and then you use like a thin pot or like I don't know how to call it in English just nice. um, to put in or you can even use a pan to put it on top of the tea still mm-hmm. boiling and melt the cacao mm-hmm. there so the thing is called bain marie and mm-hmm. so you you melt the cacao there so it becomes very thin it becomes like chocolate literally like you make sure that there's no any like separation or dryness in it uh all the oils get activated and then you slowly pour it into the tea once it's already been filtered of course the tea and you pour it slowly into the tea and, and shake it in mexico we use like a chocolatera like a molinillo um but you can use just any regular like mm-hmm things that you use for cakes or stuff in the kitchen you can find almost in every kitchen and then you move it like constantly and very very slow and gentle and that creates this consistency where it, cre- it becomes very creamy it doesn't separate itself you don't need to add any milk or some people like to add tahini which is nice also but i like it like this the the raw and it, every time it's get it gets better and yeah this is the spices that i use but definitely wherever i am like i have people sometimes in the kitchen is like what would you like to add and there's like oh let's try it today with a little bit of oregano okay or i don't know like whatever you have in the kitchen paprika uh yeah i, I experiment some stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> it is but i think it's always to put the flavor of the cacao on the top on the altar everything is very sweet and a cacao ceremony will be a, a bigger dose will be normally you'll serve around 45 grams of cacao per cup per person uh, I don't know how much is that in ounces but yeah like yeah 45 grams would be like uh, we could do the conversion over there but um, that would be an, a doses that you really will feel in the body uh, in about 30 40 minutes after you drink it and some people are actually more sensitive and like for me like one cup i feel is all, almost in the limit i could definitely f- start feeling like all the sensations like 
that could be very subtle, but for me now they're very present that I know instantly where the cacao is just in my system and it gives me this awareness and this like presence very very connected to the heart i find myself not thinking much and this is where what makes it easier for me to sing because then i'm singing from that space of the heart or the cacao singing through through it yeah. yes beautiful absolutely i also felt like on the, the last ceremony that i drink one cup it was like totally like enough uh i would not like i didn't want to drink anymore because i already feel like hi you know on these things and you yeah and you joining the ceremony with chanting and singing can we talk more about this one uh you also said that you did the uh the course of the uh, sound healing ceremony can you can you tell more a, bit, uh, a little bit about the the sound in your life and the music and singing and how does this work for healing <laughs> Yeah, so I guess through all these ceremonies that I've been, because every time I'm somewhere and I heard about cacao ceremony, I try to go and see how people are sharing this medicine. And it is basically using this medicine to open a space for and them to show and to share their own creativity and art. So it can be singing, it can be, I've seen so many stuff, it can be dancing, it can just be just meditation. So, and um, for me, it opened, it definitely opened more the singing and and the sharing with the voice and combining these frequencies and vibration that have this story with the voice. Um, and it was until I arrived here to San Marcos actually that I for the first time kind of deeply connected a bit more with... Uh, I actually came to three years ago here to a singing retreat. So mm -hmm. a seven day singing retreat where I connected to the singing a little bit more in a spiritual intention and purpose and therapeutical. And that's when I heard experience for the first time also kirtan kirtan is this practice of yoga where we chant and we create uh, a container through the voices um, that is basically a prayer and a connection to devotion of, of divine to divine and we go through higher like through the breath work and through vibrating the energy we get to those spaces so I kind of inspired a little bit by kirtan and by like traditional Mexican ceremonies uh, and my teachers that have this beautiful training that is called the sound ceremony training here in Guatemala um, that we do three times a year here in Guatemala and one in Spain I, I facilitate that training now with them I've done it a few times assisting them and now I'm, uh, I'm facilitating the training and here like what they've done is just they put together beautiful songs from all over the world that have the same intention of devotion of simply connecting to a higher understanding which in scientists scientific understanding is basically bringing this the, the the breath more active more oxygen to the body and relaxing the mind and the nervous system and then we can actually let go for the fight and flight response and then we can be present and then we can connect to 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 see more clear more clearly know and connect to higher states of understanding with the world and divine and, and everything so basically i try to bring this to my cacao ceremonies through to the to chanting songs from all over the world, uh, it can be Spanish or English, or because I see that this activates the medicine and the cacao more in in people, and it's just basically what I love to do. Um, and the sound course is a two week training that is beautiful because we explore very deeply is the power of sound and vibration through. A lot of instruments, um, definitely singing bowls and gongs and flutes and everything that you can be 
they can found basically because Jaya, my teacher, just collects these instruments and we have a Disneyland of, <laughs> of instruments up there or beings, we call them also beings because they're pretty alive. They Each one of them has their own vibration and a unique like way of expression. So we teach people through their voices that they can become channels, that they can be present and very connected to their intuition through their voice and once you understand this you don't have to sound good you don't have to be to sound in tone like all the halves that we add to them to the singing they need to be gone to actually be able to to express the voice with the power of that intention and becoming a channel and that's when it feels like beautiful it doesn't matter if it's if it's the most harmonic or not voice. So we help people to achieve that, to be connected first with their voices, be able to be in their bodies, and then translate that to the instruments, because that's, then it becomes very easy. A lot of these instruments are very intuitive, singing bowls and harps, and a lot of these are just very harmonious. Um, so this is how we help people connect with, yeah, with their own sound. Yeah, that's beautiful. I I feel that that was kind of like a missing part, the the, the voice thing in my life, um, because uh, even though I am a podcasting, also because many people encouraged me because they said, "Oh, you have a really nice voice." I was I'm I'm very blocked with singing and you know like chanting, and here I feel more opening on uh, many like ceremonies that I went to and also in your ceremonies when you said at the beginning oh I know you probably think it's kind of crazy I need to chant I don't want to do it but just like forget about this and do what you want and I was this person I was like I'm not gonna chant anything you know like I'm gonna sit and listen you know but then I started to sing also and I was like oh wow that's actually not that embarrassing and not that difficult you it know makes it easier in a group yeah so make it easier in a group and with the live music you yeah. know and and just like uh, you realize you're in a space where nobody is judging you uh-huh. but yourself you know which is so weird when we come to singing we're used to understand singing and somebody's singing and somebody and everybody's around judging and waiting to see if there's going to be an applause or not mm-hmm. you know when in this kind of singing you're singing to create sound and that fall in the silence so it's a whole different perspective and we all have a, our own very deep in history with the voice and I feel that our history with the voice is our history with ourselves and it's no good or bad or judgment I just see like how we can use this as an instrument to 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 connect deeper with our own voices and to our vulnerability and I feel these spaces allow that to happen because you know that you're not being seen or you're, you're being seen but you're not being judged you're being encouraged you're using our voices to understand that how can I empower the other one next to me how can we sound good together understanding that we're all in this together and because we all have like I've been singing all my life I still now I would hear myself sometimes and and notice like judging myself with my voice no like I see when I go into ceremony when when I'm when I'm in my mind when I'm trying to judge is when I'm not able to connect with that magic so uh, and we all have like a deeper or I, ha- I was in the circle yesterday I'm always, two days ago I'm always exploring so I went to this class of this teacher and she was going by w- one by one to sing and this, there was this guy next to me that unfortunately uh, he he tried to sing and it activated so much his resistance that he just had to leave the circle like he just went basically angry uh, and I, it made me realize this, that 
the power of this, like how much really we we don't like sometimes our voices. No, we we want to be heard, but we are not even able to hear ourselves first. No. Yeah, and our ancestors knows the power of the voice because they were like um, organizing their life also around the fire and singing and chanting and healing through this one. And I feel like those times we are like coming back to this, like we discover finally that, oh my God, the breath is such a powerful tool for healing. Like you can do so much with the breath. Now, you know, singing, now the, the cacao, even such a simple things that we knew from... Um, from so many uh, centuries, ages and, and history, but we kind of like got hooked to this like new technology and pharmacy that, you know, the pills gonna fix all our problems and the surgeries and the plastic surgeries and we can, we kind of like detach from the nature and from our roots and I feel like last couple of years maybe 10 years five years like we are really coming back in a mainstream to these roots um through the breath so many um powerful you know uh people like uh, popularizing this uh, like wim hof you know and and everybody is doing a breathing exercise going to the breathing ceremonies all this kind of stuff now also the singing and the power of sound the vibration and that's what i think is by itself a breath work no Yes, and yeah. the vibration all together yeah, because we generate this vibration in our body yeah. for singing and in the intention. Mm-hmm. You no, know? I see. I always say to people like, you you got a singer that wants to sing a sad song. It's gonna transmit a sad song. No, you're gonna make you sad. I'm gonna make you cry. The sad has sad words. But if we sing with intention of empowering intention of love intention of, like you're gonna feel that too and this is what all the cultures have done it alone as you were saying no in 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 every religious organization there's chanting and i feel that's the thing like it it's so simple that we give it for granting so from granted i think even i do like i do all these ceremonies all the time and then i i really forget i go for the simplicity it's just chocolate and singing right mm-hmm. and then i get these beautiful testimonies like yours or people and i'm like made me realize like wow it may be that simple but it's very powerful and it's very on our hands for us to take and to do and and to to do it in a playful way to enjoy it and this is how i feel as cacao also to understand life is a celebration we need to gather and celebrate that too and allow the space and create the space for us to actually be able to process and let go having to be somebody that we're not and we can express that through our voices because our, our voice comes with all that we have ever express it, it, it is our history the way we sound right now is telling our story right like i feel it's very important you can hear a person by a sentence in their voice and kind of know that if you want to hang out with them or not mm. this is their own vibration it doesn't matter even what they say there's something that is expressed through the voice uh that just fully expresses like our spiritual fingerprint Mm, I like that (laughs) spiritual fingerprint yeah I feel that's (laughs) it it's that sound that frequency it's it's always there Uh, but how much we create a story and what we need to be and how we need to talk and depends on the identity that we're trying to play so yeah coming back more in these times where we need to gather together where we need to see each other smile where we need to 
to sit and, and, and share intention and realize like, oh, there's a lot of good people. There's a lot of good people looking to be better, to looking to be do better in their life, to connect with themselves, to do love. And sometimes we don't find these spaces anymore. And this is like what I feel the beauty about using as a simple thing as chocolate or as people are doing it with tea and so many other things to, to get together and in the community and connect to a higher understanding to bring each other up with the voices with sound with whatever it needs to be um yeah but it is there right now in front of our eyes mm. everywhere we just yeah. need to start doing it i like it because i think we uh in the modern times struggling with uh, addiction to sugar uh, refined sugar and uh, alcohol because they are so available also everywhere uh, but at the same time we have this medicine which is also available everywhere and this is just our choice you know what yeah. what we you know taking our hand to to, to, to get but changing the subject a little <laughs> bit uh, as we going till the end uh, slowly if you could gain any kind of superpower uh, overnight, what would it be and why? If I could gain any superpower? Uh-huh. Uh, well, you asked me, uh, yeah, I was coming, thinking a little bit about that on my way, and I feel, I, I don't want to sound from an ego space, but I feel I am living my superpower. I feel mm. I dreamed this as a kid, like just seeing... Uh, what a voice can create, no? Like maybe Superman can stand with their eyes burn stuff and like so many things that can affect people in somehow. And I was always able to see this either singers or people just express affect their voice. Oh, I would be affected through like hearing some pure voice and make me cry and see how, how deeply this can change like this, mm -hmm. my state of being or mind. And I feel... I'm coming to a space I can use my voice that way and and just create that space for people to to go through their own journey and their own transformation. I feel that's that's in itself a superpower. I don't crave right now anything else I feel. Beautiful. I like yes. you so much. You're the first person who lived the superpower. <laughs> but that's true because I believe we have all the superpowers, you know. We yeah. just we just have them. We just need to activate them and recognize them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's beautiful. If you could advise to the listeners uh, one thing that they can start doing just right after listening to the podcast that can change their life, what would it be and why? Right now? Yeah. <laughs> Something simple, you know, that they Go get your favorite song right now and sing it. Oh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and make a list of that. But yeah, prepare yourself some cacao and sing. This is like, <laughs> this is my medicine all the time. Whenever I'm feeling low and I don't even, like, I give myself time to spice and silence. But always, yeah, coming back to singing, coming back to music, it, I find the clarity that I need through, through that rather than trying to push it or confront it with my mind. I feel that's what singing does. Relaxes me, is my meditation. I'm yeah definitely just sing yeah and if you shy with singing like me just you know close yourself in the bathroom wherever <laughs> and <Yeah>. do it <laughs> no matter what <laughs> yeah start humming start making noises that we relate so much singing with all this complicated process but just create sounds uh from within om om listen to mantras like yeah <laughs> 
Okay, so um, at the very end, I want to ask, like, how can people find you? You said you have your YouTube channel. Do you have some offerings that they can um, connect with you through some online services? Uh, and also where they can find you, like, in person, literally here in Guatemala and in Mexico. Can mm -hmm. you tell more about that? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I think my... What I'm using the most right now is Instagram, uh, Ricardo under slash Mones. You can also find me in Facebook by Ricardo Mones Valverde. You can find our cacao brand as arroba at cacaocito maya uh, in Instagram. And you can find also a company retreat. I, I do some retreats around the world also. Uh, and we call that our at heaven on our retreats which would be some of my offerings. I'm traveling a, a lot uh, lately. I'll be in San Cristobal de las Casas, Mexico for a few weeks, then Mexico City for a few weeks. I'll definitely do some ceremonies around there. And then I'm coming to Spain. So all around Spain, if you're somewhere there and want to connect, want to do, want to help um, create some beautiful space of chanting in your community, connect with me. And then hopefully I'll be traveling to Egypt by the end of the year. We're trying to create the context to create us a, a, a sound pilgrimage so if you have any connections over there people nice people who are connected with sound already they'll be beautiful i do have some offerings i work individually with the voice we're calling a voice activation um technique uh, which is a therapeutic approach to the voice one-on-one -on -one, uh, that i can do online uh, I do also one-on-one -on, -one on sound healing, but that mostly has to be present. Um, and basically, that, those are the one-on-ones that I'm offering for now, right now. Like, I'm just traveling around so much. Yeah, of course, I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. So please make sure to check it out. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, you, for this beautiful you. work. Do you want to add something at the very end from yourself? Um... I think just wherever you are, just take a little pause right now and take a deep, 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 deep breath and realize that we only have this present moment right here, right now. And this is the only reality they're actually experiencing wherever it is, whatever it, it feels like right now. You can either embrace it and love it or change it and make it something more beautiful. So let's all create a most beautiful reality that we can for ourselves. Uh, much of love and blessings to, to whoever is listening around the world. Drink a lot of chocolate and sing much. Thank you Thank so you. much, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. And just at the very end to remind you that the biggest support that you can give to us is just uh, find us on the social media. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment and there and picture, send us a DM to just share uh, what, um, what you're feeling after listening to this. And uh, until next time, make your life art and treat your body as a temple. Thank you.